It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Everybody sidestepping and Deeper Squally gets so close. They're one quarter from home. He has a sniff at the gap. He's turned it. Well, there's never a dull moment in the world of motorsport, it seems, and that was typified by the drama you just heard there from last weekend's Townsville 500. We're in race 20 of the supercars season. Shane Van Gisbergen was heading for the final corner to claim his second checkered flag of the weekend, only be shunted by chasing rival Anton de Pasquale. Uh, but as sports fans, we love the drama, don't we? We also love to see Kiwis flying in the motorsport scene around the world, where it's happening quite frequently of late, whether it's supercars, IndyCars or Formula one racing, or Formula 2 for that matter. Pleased to uh, introduce back to the show motor racing uh, legend Greg Murphy. It's been a while since we've talked to you, Murph, but there's been plenty going on, of course, uh, for us to all consider. So uh, welcome back, mate. Thanks for your time. Hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully Murph's there. I don't know if I can hear him, gentlemen. Uh, we're just doing some technical talks here. Uh, looks like um, we're calling him back. So, yeah, uh, very interesting there. Trying out Murph again, just to see if we can get him to air. Uh, this is uh, one of those moments in radio that you dread. <laughs> but uh, he's not there at, the, at this point. Yeah, I am. Oh, you're there, Murph. Okay, right. Can we get, yeah. run it past you again? I, uh, I had trouble. We had trouble getting it to air. So that incident uh, in the last race there. Welcome back, by the way. Last incident in that uh, race in Townsville. We kept hearing the term redress. Can you explain to me, uh, that layperson, and those people that don't know what that actually means? Yeah, sure, Smitty. Uh, yeah, good to, good to talk to you again, mate. Um, yeah, we, we sort of... It's been a fairly new kind of addition to the, the rule set and, and one that's actually been well-received in most respects. So you do something, you, you, you knock someone out of the way, you sort of make a mistake or maybe you do it on purpose or whatever and you unsettle someone's car and, and you get an advantage from it. Now, there's rules around what's acceptable or not in, in racing for passing. You know, you, you know, it's okay to rough someone up a little bit here and there, but if you do gain an advantage from, um, you know, pushing someone wide, pushing them off the track or whatever, there's a, there's a chance there that you could get a penalty from it. So you have the opportunity at that point to make a decision and redress that, that passing manoeuvre, which then resets everything and everyone carries on, game on. So in this situation... 
uh, Anton um, had made a probably a, a pretty predetermined predetermined decision to make a lunge down the inside there. Unfortunately, he, he wasn't as close as what he needed to be on Shane. And Shane, last of the Demon Lake Breakers, the best driver in the field by a long stretch. He doesn't really make too many mistakes. And um, and Anton decided to dive down the inside. It was never on. Turned Shane around. Luckily, it didn't do any more damage to the 97 car. Um, and so he realised he'd made a mistake. And he he slowed down going to the, the finish line. Checkered flag was out to let Shane pass again. But Shane, uh, in the quick thinking sort of brain that he has got, no one else in the field would have thought to do this, he decided not to redress the situation, allow Anton to cross the finish line in front of him, which was always then going to get a post-race penalty. And um, Shane thought he deserved a bigger penalty than just, um, you know, than actually just letting him pass him win the race. So he slowed down. Anton was given five seconds, which probably wasn't enough, really. Um, but um, they already had five-second lead over third-place car cam waters, so really it didn't actually in the end do anything. So um, he got a penalty, but it didn't didn't really apply or there was no uh, lasting effect from it. So, yeah, it was an interesting finish. Um, Shane's just so ahead of the game with everybody on the rules, on the driving, every part of it at the moment. He really is in a league of his own. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with the, the Van Gisbergen action, or would you have preferred to see him do the, well, I guess the gentlemanly thing and just cruise on by and take the flag? <laughs> no, I actually quite enjoy watching him do things like that. I think it's, um, you know, as I say, it's, it's not something most people would think of or probably anybody in the field would have thought of doing. And um, it just adds to it a little bit, a little bit of controversy. Um, they kissed and made up pretty much not long after that because he was quite angry afterwards about the, the fact that, um, uh, that Anton had made such a blunder of a of a move and um and was you know he was pretty disappointed that he he put himself in that position as an anton put himself in that decision in that position um to uh turn shane around so uh, he moved on but no no i quite quite enjoy that kind of um level that he's he's showing and and you know we need we need some characters we need some of that stuff in the game to just to talk about and then um liven things up Aside from that, of course, he was two from two last weekend and it was pretty cool because uh, it was in front of his father who uh, I don't think had uh, been around it live since about uh, 2020. So uh, that was pretty cool to share that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, great for Robert. He's, you know, he is without question Shane's biggest supporter and biggest fan. Um, you know, uh, they are, they're, you know, they are like two peas in the pod, which is amazing. And then, then the team also um, sent him up on the podium there to to receive the team trophy. So, uh, yeah, a great moment for Shane. It was very cool. Okay, so uh, we were back to 250-kilometre ra- uh, races over the weekend, so we, we get through the strategies of uh, pit stops and, and refuelling, etc., being key parts of, of the game. Uh, do, you, do you like that that concept? I think what we've got in supercars is such a, a variety, which we've had that for a while, and I've, I've really... Um, been a, a big advocate for that. So we're back, you know, we had a couple of 250s in a, in a tricky, very difficult racetrack um, to look after a car. There's some uh, big curbs around Townsville that um, uh, can do damage very easily to a supercar. Um, and, and again, the str- strategy side of things, they did have a super soft tyre and the hard tyre. So um, there was a compound in between that they weren't using. So quite a, a difference in the compounds and the tyres for the weekend, um, which, which did... You know, it definitely played a part. Uh, the strategy um, seemed to be a pretty simple one, on, um, you know, for those that were at the front. But it still, um, you know, adds in a dimension that uh, we don't get all the races. So, 
you know, compared to Darwin a few uh, few weeks earlier, where it was um, basically pretty straightforward, one pit stop per race. You know, then we have two pit stops per race, um, you know, minimum fuel drop, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think supercars have got a, a really good array of different formats that um, that do mix it up. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Okay, so let's uh, look at uh, what's uh, coming up. And, and uh, if we look at the Drivers' Championship as such, are we looking really at uh, a two-horse race here between the two guys we've been talking about this morning, or is it more or less just uh, sewn up from your point of view? Well, I'd like to say that there is a lot more to it, and we're up for a, a genuine you know, fight to the death at the end of the season. I really would like to say that because um, you know that's what is exciting about um, our sport is the competition and, and um, not knowing what's coming next. But um, SVG is sort of just... Um, is really just a little bit too strong in every aspect of the competition right now. And um, he's not going to win every race from here on in. Things can happen. Um, but his his control over most of the races and the fact that he's just got, as I say, all the pieces of the pie, you know, um, all where he needs them to be, um, his control is just, is just a little bit too much. And, and we saw, as I say, that desperation almost by Anton in that the final lap of that last race to try and do something to counter, you know, Shane's speed and, you know, made a meal of it. And that just sort of highlights again, you know, how how well he has, uh, you know, positioned himself and, and the work that he does behind the scene to be as prepared as he can be. And, you know, he's um, he's got a level of dom- dominance at the moment. So I, I just can't see that, that being um, over, you know, overrun this season, unfortunately for the fans, but great for him. Thursday the 6th of October through to Sunday the 9th of October. It's uh, not that far away now when you look at the calendar. It'll roll around very quickly. So for Greg Murphy, how does your preparations for Bathurst look at this point? Smithy, uh, yes. Um, we've had our first test. Richie Stanaway and I went um, to Australia, uh, was that a month or so ago now, and uh, had our first test um, uh, in the Erebus Motorsport car at Winton Motor Speedway, which is about three hours north of Melbourne. And, and it was good. I mean, Richie was very fast straight out the gate. Um, he was back into a, 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 you know, a really, really good position as far as you know, race driver mode goes, considering he hadn't driven a car for well over two years. Um, it, was, it was impressive to see. And um, so that was really cool. Um, I was reasonably comfortable, but just not... Um, not close enough to Richie's pace to be, to be you know, um, super happy. But it was good to get the test out of the way. We've got another one coming up mid-August and then another one early uh, mid-September before, uh, before Bathurst. So there's a lot to still be done, still keeping the training up, probably not spending enough time, you know, uh, focusing on driving a supercar is what... Uh, I would be if I didn't have anything else on my plate, but unfortunately, mm. being that I'm not a race car driver anymore, there's a bit of other stuff that I've got to do instead of uh, thinking about being, you know, driving cars. So, um, and, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit more relaxed than what I was pre the first test, but um, still a long way to go, uh, and you know, still a lot to try and put into place before October. But you're right, it's um, it's come around very quick. The good news is, you know, uh, we've got Pukekohe back on confirmed back on the um, the calendar for September, uh, which is going to be enormous for, for supercars and the fans here in New Zealand. I mean, I think it's probably going to be the biggest pookie we've ever seen, I would, I would imagine. Um, so there's a lot to go uh, and happen before uh, we get to, to get to the great race. So, um, yeah, looking forward to all of it, really.
So, Merth, can you just tell us, uh, for instance, when you talk about being slightly off the pace compared to Richie, what what uh, speeds did you finally reach during the test uh, during that time, and how long since you've actually driven at those speeds? Well, yeah, I mean, compared to Richie, uh, my my sort of average lap time, and and this is a significant amount of time. I mean, you've got a field of supercars these days qualifying pretty much, you know, well, a number of racetracks. You know, the whole field's well within a second of um, from the pole, from the fastest time to the, the person on the back of the grid. And I, at Winton, um, in our first test, you know, I averaged sort of 1.4 seconds off what Richie was doing. Um, and consistently that, but um, that's a, that's quite a lot of time when you think about driving around a three-kilometre racetrack, albeit it is quite slow. It's a slow racetrack at Winton. Um, you know, it was a, it was a quite a lot of, of time. I mean, I can see all on the data, you know, obviously got a whole lot of information and data being taken out of the race car. So it's pretty easy to see where the time is, but it's a, it's a change in technique that I need to try and implement into my repertoire because, um, I'm very used to driving a supercar a certain way and the cars have changed dramatically and I can't emphasize enough how dramatic it is and the way they perform and how you extract the speed out of them. And um, all my muscle memory and and recollection of of a supercar is vastly different to what uh, it is at the moment and the way you need to drive a car. So I'm trying to adapt to that. And I say that just takes time in the seat. And obviously, we don't have a lot of time in the seat. So as as many people, you know, as much as people think it's just like riding a bike, um, you know, it's... uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely there's components of it that are like getting back on a bike, and and you know you don't forget where the pedals are and what you know what the go one is and what the stop one is and the gear lever and the steering wheel, all that kind of stuff. But the the way the developments happen with a supercar to to make them what they are today and evolve and develop with the changes and regulations and bits and pieces, they're vastly vastly different to what I was um, I'm used to. So we'll just um, you know take it day by day, and it'll be what it'll be when we turn up at Bathurst. Exciting news uh, from a New Zealand point of view in Formula One, Murph, with uh, Liam Lawson being promoted to Red Bull Racing as their Formula One reserve driver and uh, also reserve driver for Alfa Tori as well. So uh, really big steps for him. Uh, yeah, huge. And um, it's been a challenging period for Liam too, so that's a bit of good news. I can't wait to find out exactly when he is going to drive that car and, and you know in a practice session and at what circuit um it's going to be a massive day for him to to do that but um you know the the thing at the moment is he's having an absolute shocker in f2 um on the weekend at uh, red bull ring red bull's home racetrack in austria he didn't didn't manage to score one point um so that was that was really hard and it's it's been a real challenging year after coming off such a good start strong start at the beginning of the season he's really had a lot of issues from there and a lot of them are team related so Hopefully his uh, confidence isn't um, waning too much, and hopefully Red Bull are, are going to, you know, see um, things for what they are in respect of results and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and um, you know, Liam gets to showcase his skills again very soon, and hopefully behind the wheel of a Formula One car, be amazing. Well, well Greg Murphy, of course, is uh, host of uh, Race Control. Murphy, uh, what have you got lined up for us uh, in the next edition? Yeah, a bit of a uh, short one tomorrow night. Uh, a few other things going on in sport around New Zealand, so we've been uh, uh, sort of just pulled back a little bit. So Stephen and I actually um, have got a short one-hour show. We've got a fair bit to talk about at this stage, though, with our reduced uh, time starting at 7 till 8, um, race control tomorrow night. 
Um, we actually haven't got uh, any guests coming on. We're just uh, covering off a whole lot of stuff around what happened uh, during the week. So um, hopefully back to our, our normal uh, structure before too long. But um, there's just so much sport, motorsport going on around the world. Some really amazing, mm. you know, interesting stuff. Kiwi's still doing brilliant things all over the place. And uh, we cover all that off as usual. Good luck uh, to that. Uh, Merv, thanks very much uh, for uh, getting back on our show. Really appreciate your update uh, on things happening around the world. Look forward to your show tomorrow night. Go well, f- um, my friend, and uh, uh, look forward to th- look look for the All Blacks, eh? All Blacks this weekend? Oh, mate. Yeah. mate They've got a bit of work to do, haven't they, to turn things around? It was a bit sloppy last week, mm. um, you know, so they can't... Uh, they can't sit back and, and um, expect that the Irish aren't going to come out again and do the same thing. So hopefully they've learned their lessons. Yep, hopefully they have. Uh, Murph, thanks very much for your time. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.